0: Today, I'm delighted to welcome Sean Connolly. Sean is a private advisor and managing director with the Jones Connolly Pollock Group within the Rockefeller Global Family Office. He was recognized on the Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor list in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Sean has provided investment advice and guidance to C-suite executives, entrepreneurs, families, nonprofit organizations, and institutional clients since 1999. Prior to joining Rockefeller, Sean was an advisor at Merrill Lynch, at Merrill from uh, 2003 to 2023. Uh, Sean and his wife both graduated from Rollins and have lived here in Winter Park since 1992, and they have three wonderful daughters. Sean is active in many community activities, including Little League, our own Rollins College, Lake Highland Prep, uh, the Boys and Girls Club, and St. Margaret Mary's Church. So Sean Thanks for being with us, and welcome to the show.
1: Happy to be here. Happy to be here.
0: So, give us your quick backstory, like where are you from, and uh, you know, sort of, what got you to Rollins College?
1: Sure. So, uh, so I, I grew up on Cape Cod in Massachusetts, and uh, I was a baseball player growing up, and uh, I was fortunate enough uh, to play on some fairly good high school teams, and. And when I was a freshman in high school, uh, we had uh, one of the nation's top pitchers in our little tiny, you know, at the time about four or 5,000 person town, and we had a lot of scouts come through, and that kind of gave me exposure, uh, which was very fortunate and very lucky because it wouldn't have happened if if not for that, and that kind of started my journey towards Rollins, and my senior year in high school, um, I was lucky enough to be scouted um, and was looking actually at the professional baseball draft and a, a major league scout who had ties uh, to Rollins through another. Uh, he was the father of a, another player here, a, a player by the name of Chris Mater, who I believe you went to school. You no, know Chris. Yeah. Good man. Um, good catcher. Yep. His dad was a scout. And uh, through that, there were some other scouts that were all kind of tied in together. And I was actually nervous coming from a really small town. In, in Massachusetts. And looking at, you know, LSU and Georgia Tech and getting interest from Clemson and different schools like that was a bit overwhelming, quite honestly. And uh, I was going to be the first um, in my line to go to college and my family. Wow. And um, I wanted to play pro ball. And we were kind of betwixt and between what we were going to do. And, um, you know, there were a number of schools up in New England, that were very good academic schools that that were on our radar but I I really just didn't want to play baseball up in New England (laughs) in the cold I wanted to find someplace (laughs) warm and um, just on a whim uh, a scout had mentioned my name to to the coach at the time uh, a gentleman by the name of John Fulgham who had played in the major leagues and um, his assistant Butch Weiniger, who caught in the major leagues and I was a catcher and um, they and they started calling and Started listening, and then uh, another, great, another great player from Massachusetts, uh, another, I believe, one of your contemporaries, Carmen Capuccio. Yeah. I noticed his name on the roster, so that, that gave me some confidence that I could actually go do it. Right. Right? Because you just don't know. Yeah. You know, people say things, but you're not sure until you're actually there. And I actually threw the trip in um, in between going to uh, Georgia Tech and going to uh, to Clemson on my recruiting visits and the University of Tennessee, and I just fell in love with Winter Park. Yeah, you know, I just fell in love with Winter Park when we saw it, and it was it was just on my mind, and it was the only small school I actually looked at and considered, and I ended up making that decision, you know, my senior year, and you know, never regretted
0: it. That's fantastic. Aw- awfully good schools, baseball schools especially, uh, to to uh, to ultimately end up choosing Rollins. So uh, that's a that's a pretty big win for uh, for Rollins, very cool. Well,
1: one of the things that was neat was the entire Rollins schedule back then outside of conference. Yeah. We played Vanderbilt, Yeah. And Florida and Florida State, and Miami and everybody else and so it it, it made it easier cuz it felt like they were in that that, yeah. that 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 club. Yeah.
0: Baseball week, still miss that. Still miss That's it. one, yeah, of, the one of the
1: all-time greats. That's right.
0: So talk about your Rollins experience. You come uh, to campus as a freshman and you get put in which dorm?
1: I get put in Elizabeth. Okay. I get put in Elizabeth. Excellent.
0: And <laughs> what did you study? What was your, what was your major?
1: I, I majored in history. Okay. I majored in history. Yeah. It's oddly I'm in finance now. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I wrote, I was pretty decent at writing papers growing up. And again, I didn't know anything about college. And so when I got here, you know, it wasn't like it is today where, you know, people have a much better view of the playing field and what they need to do and everything else. And so I took a history class. I took an English class, I took a math class, and I took a science (laughs) class, right? Because that's what you do. Process of elimination. That's That's, a no brainer. That's what you do. And so I didn't realize (laughs) that, you know, college courses are a bit more extensive than high school courses. And so, um, you know, when I got here, History was uh, something that came pretty easy to me, and um, you know I related pretty well with the, the professors, the the Barry Levises of the world and, and people like that that were just you know great teachers and and so I just kind of went on that path, thinking I was actually eventually by my sophomore junior year, I thought maybe I'll go to law school. Uh, baseball doesn't work out I'll go to law school
0: right fantastic. I, I asked this question to all Rollins alums, which is you know, it's a little loaded, but it's I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer. Did you learn more in or out of the classroom?
1: Yeah, I think you know I, I, I'd have to say it was probably a tie. Yeah. Right, because I think the one the student body was unlike anything I had ever experienced, coming from a little small town with people that had real jobs. You know, which is you know put big air quotes around that, but they were fishermen, and they my dad was a chef, my mom was a hairdresser. You know, my neighbor you know, worked at the train station, and I mean, everybody just had, you know, very blue-collar jobs, and here you had such a diverse mix of people's backgrounds. Right. You had everything from, you know, family names that you would, you know, hear in stories all the way to, you know, kids that came, you know, from, from tougher, back tough backgrounds, you know, yeah. you know out of inner cities and things like that, and so I think I learned a lot. From the student body, mm-hmm. but then you know the the teachers were fabulous. Um, you know, I got exposed to a number of different things. Not not my my wife probably took a much. She she was more and a lot more involved than I was. Baseball was was a lot back then, but she played two sports. She was president of her sorority. She was uh, you know the president of the student athletic council. She was student teaching. She was doing you know all you know doing some stuff around the charity stuff, and so. You know, I think one of the great things about Rollins is is you're not you're you're not in a a big pack where nobody knows who you are. You get to build relationships with not only your fellow students but also your teachers, administrators. Yeah, Um, just saw one of them the other day over at the the Pines Golf Course, which the city's now (laughs) bought and is you know fabulous and it was fun. I hadn't seen him in thirty years. so it was it was fun.
0: Yeah, and that's part of the the, the gift of Winter Park too for yeah. for those of us who uh, who stay here. You, you mentioned it. How was the balance of being a student athlete? I mean, you you kind of touched on it. You d- maybe didn't get to do as much extracurricular other than baseball, but uh, how was that balance?
1: Yeah, but you know, back then nobody thought about balance, <laughs> <laughs> right? right? So I think I think that 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 ignorance is bliss <laughs> mentality probably was really great, but I. I never thought I didn't have enough time to give it my all to baseball or give it my all to school. So I thought from a balance standpoint, that was pretty good. I know kids struggle with that today in college sports because they've become jobs in some respect. I don't know how true that actually is relative to when we played, because oftentimes things aren't as far apart as people perceive them to be. But, um, you know, I think an environment like this allows you to participate in everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, that's what I always say. That's the Rollins gift and an opportunity. Is anything's possible? Uh, it's either there for you, or if you want to create it, then there's a lot of people who are hel- ready to help make it make it happen with you. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's a cool thing. How what was your baseball results? Right, a couple four, couple years. How how was how was the the team back in your four year period? Yeah,
1: I thought you know our first our, our first year um our team made made the made the nca playoffs um we had a we had a, we had great talent on the team i thought i thought coach fulghum and coach Weiniger did an amazing job uh recruiting players that um you know were competitive at at any level um you know our sophomore and junior year we were we beat miami when they were number 1 in the nation we beat the university of florida at their house um you know UCF which has always had a tremendous program they had an extremely hard time with us I don't remember what our exact record was but it was pretty darn good Stetson had a hard time against us um you know we played you know virtually an entire I can't think of a division two team we played out of conference my first two or three years um and they had they had a very hard time hard time coming here. yeah, And, um, and so, and then we had, we had a number of guys. It was probably more than 10 guys off of those teams that got drafted. Um, one of the fun things that we'd have every year some of the best games that were ever played over at Rollins during my career weren't actual games because you had guys like Frank Viola and Barry Larkin and, and some of the big major leaguers at the time, uh, were, were coming to Rollins to work out. So I got to catch all of those guys, you'd have Gaylord Perry hanging around, throwing some tips out in the bullpen to guys that were going to spring training. And that's amazing. Um, you know, it was just a, it was a really unique environment, you know, underneath those trees, you know, with coach coffee's rope that guys would be climbing in the background and somebody would be throwing. I mean, it was, (laughs) it was, it was was a special baseball, special baseball environment
0: back then. Yeah. Still is, as you well know. And, um, amazing what, uh, the competition level is unfortunately you know the d1 teams don't really play rollins much anymore um, but our conference is, i mean it's pretty yeah pretty i mean i
1: yeah i was able to get to a handful of games this year and obviously was able to watch the team on on on, on tv yeah you know in the NCAs this year and I, I gotta tell you the quality of the player and the quality of the talent i mean you know, there's there's some some baseball text groups that are flying around, and obviously a lot of conversations. I mean, um, you know, my you know the guy I lived with on the road, and then the two guys I lived with at Rollins were still, you know, we talk almost every day, That's awesome. and um, it the kids are amazing. I yeah. mean, they, they just are they're so good, and um, it's such a great, I uh, you know I think I think you could lend this to a lot of things: the Andy Russell Theater, basketball you know pick all the sports yeah baseball is one i don't think our community knows what great entertainment is just sitting here on a daily basis yeah you know
0: try that uh, to to remind people and invite people to all that stuff because it's uh, art sports music whatever it's it's amazing yeah and it's it right really here. is and a lot i still think goes to the you know to the staff right like baseball especially has such a rich history of amazing coaches and leaders of young men, and uh, the fact that you guys keep in touch obviously has a lot to do with you all. But there, that's clearly some sort of culture that coaches uh, h- help create for you all.
1: Yeah, it's fun. I mean, one of our one of our teammates got into the Hall of Fame a number of years ago, and everybody came back to support. And Coach Fulgen brought everybody to dinner over at over at Christner's, which you know in town. Every, we all love yeah. Christner's Steakhouse, and um, you know, it's just it's that that togetherness you know is is real yep. and i think you know being you know i miss you know sitting out on the grass stretching, and laughing and joking about whatever someone messed up the day before what exciting thing happened and um you know all yep. that still goes on today
0: good time so uh, take us back to i don't know april may of your senior year baseball's coming to an end um are you what's what, what's in your head? Is it baseball or is it get get a first job? So,
1: well, I'm scared to death because I got I got hurt my junior year. And in baseball, your junior year is your big year for the draft. Yeah, And I turned the draft down out of high school. And um, my my baseball, I, I probably I, I had a very up and down college career with a couple of injuries and and, you know, kind of fits and starts in terms of, you know, executing on what they expected me to execute on. And so all of a sudden my, you know, you start getting nervous because maybe the draft isn't going to happen because now it's my senior year. It's the last chance, right? I've turned it down. I got hurt and now here we go. And, um, and so I, I can remember very distinctly, you know, moving out of our, our rental house, Mm -hmm. um, who was owned, you know, by, you know, another Rollins coach's family and everything else. And so, you know, it's all the connections there. And I can remember distinctly making that drive back to Massachusetts and knowing that the June draft was coming. Um, I didn't have a job because I was like, I am giving 100% to this, <laughs> you know, mentally and physically. And the baseball draft takes a couple of days to get done, you know, because there's a lot of rounds in yeah. the draft. And, you know, I another teammate of mine, uh, Rob Stanton, was, you know, very – well-liked by the pros, and we thought he was going to go extremely high in the draft. And all of a sudden, the first day went, and he and I both didn't go. And we were, we were freaking out, probably him a little less so than me because he was a year behind me in school. And I can remember sitting out, um, you know, just looking at the phone, you know, on my porch at the house on the right. tape, and it not ringing, and, you know, and all of a I said, you know what, I just got to go do something else. So I went out in my front yard, and I took, you know, the cordless phone, fancy fancy i took the cordless phone and set it on our front stoop and i just sat out there and was shooting baskets in my front yard and it it rang and it was the chicago white Sox, and it was like the world kind of just kind of you know all those pressures just kind of felt like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get a shot right and the next thing you know within a handful of days i had a contract i was signed i was on a plane to sarasota and uh Good news, you know, again, I had someone I was comfortable with already there, Carmen Capuccio, yeah, right. one of the all-time greats at Rollins, yeah. was, was already in the minor leagues uh, with the White Sox. And so uh, we were able to be in spring training together the next year. You know, we were on the other side of working out with all the kids, you know, for the next couple years. And a couple of our other teammates, the Tom Pecks of the world and things like that, they were all drafted as well. And so we had a, we had a good group that was kind of going into that's minor amazing. league baseball at the time.
0: Was Jordan in the White Sox organization at the he time? Had, he was actually,
1: he was, he was just gone a couple okay. years prior. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I was drafted in uh, in the June draft of 1996.
0: So, you know, I don't have too much time, but like, what, what was the, when did baseball end? And then mm-hmm. what was that transition for you to actually, you know, to, 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 to kind of get on the pathway to where, where you're at? Yeah.
1: Today? So I, so, so I caught at Rollins and, um, I, when I went into the minor leagues, I went in as a catcher, and um, I, I actually got converted into a, a pitcher, a closer, in the minor leagues, so, and I had never really pitched before. I'd maybe thrown six innings. You know, I threw one inning in Rollins in, in a spoof because we had run out of pitchers. Right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. during the week, they're like, we're not going to burn any pitchers with conference games coming up, so who wants to throw strikes? Sure. I, I always threw BP so I could throw strikes. And and so I, I ended up uh, I ended up getting converted into a pitcher, so I pitched, I ended up hurt my elbow pitching. Aye. And so that was, yeah, you know, kind of the end for me. And um, I actually got my LSAT books. Um, you know, I had, I had a couple of jobs here in town. My wife, Amy, uh, she had already uh, been teaching for a couple of years here in town at Brookshire, which was one of the other reasons we wanted to stay. We loved the community so much. And she was having such a, a ball teaching. Um, and I was actually, I was actually working in the mornings over at Interlochen. Um, you know, you're just trying to, you know, nobody wants to hire a baseball player. who's not going to be around. So they were, Jay (laughs) Kennedy over there was nice enough to, to hire me. And, um, and so actually one of the members over there said, what are you doing now? Why aren't you playing? And I said, well, I'm, you know, about to start studying for, for, for law school and for the LSATs. And he, uh, he's like, why would you ever want to be a lawyer? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. They seem like, it seems like like a great profession to me, you know, I mean, (laughs) You know, I, my dad was an incredible chef. My dad was the chef for the Kennedy family for, you know, 13, 14 Amazing. years. He was top hundred in the world. And so, and I knew for sure I did not want to go into a kitchen for 15 hours a day <laughs> and, and, and cook. Right. And so, uh, law seemed pretty good. And he's like, he's like, he's like, you don't want to argue for a living. He's like, you want to work on wall street. Okay. And I said, well, I don't know anything about that. And, um, and he's like, well, why don't you come on down and, you know, I have a firm here in town. I want you to come down and look? And so called my dad and he's like, well, what do you have to lose? Go down, go get a suit and go down. And you know, Dillard's had their spring sale. There we go. You know, Dillard's had their spring sale. So I was smart enough to get a tan suit like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and I went into there to the brokerage firm where they had a trading floor and another one of a couple of our alumni were there, you know, working on the trading floor, you know, Eddie Hendrickson and a couple of other guys who were just great people. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. And so kind of that started it. And then I had a, a client out in California that kind of opened my eyes to what um, more family office type services and, and wealth management would be. And I met my business partner um, through that process. And we started a business at, at Merrill for 20 years and built a about a $3 billion wow. uh, asset management business with, you know, great mentors around us, other Rollins alums that have built some Great businesses in town here. And, um, and then a couple of years ago, uh, we were approached um, by Rockefeller. So it's the original family office of John D. Rockefeller. Yeah. And um, they had a number of the services that, that we thought were appropriate for our clients, and we decided to make a move.
0: Amazing. Yeah. You know, if you can summarize it, I'm going to ask you on two fronts. Like, what did Rollins teach you? How did Rollins prepare you for just business in general, right? Like, you didn't know what you were going to mm-hmm. do. Um, and then the second one will be like, what, did Rollins instill a sense of community spirit and involvement? Even though you kind of couldn't do it, you, you saw it, you, you soaked it in, you, you saw your wife, you know, uh, do it. Talk, talk about the, those two things first about, you know, what was the, you're a history major. How did Rollins prepare you to lead a $3 billion financial, you know, operation? Yeah,
1: so uh, I, I think the first thing is learn learning how to learn. Right. And I think I think Rollins did an incredible job of 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 helping me learn how to learn and exposing me. Right. So when you're in wealth management, um, you're exposed to a lot of things, you know, and whether it's I'm over at, you know, the Cornell Fine Arts and I'm learning about, you know, the different paintings and I can talk about those things. And we have clients that have art collections. Right. And, you know, we. You know, have clients that have you know real estate, and we have this, and we have that, and it's it's not just about you know stocks and bonds when you're when you're managing people's wealth. And um, I've learned that in spades now, as you know, as as you know, the Rockefeller f- you know family's been doing it for 140 years, yeah, very quietly and and, successfully. and very successfully, <laughs> and you know, through a single family office, a multifamily office, and I think having that really broad view into the world, um, which is what Rollins gave me so I think more than being a history major, I, I really felt like I majored in kind of a little bit of everything here mm-hmm. which really helped me as I worked my way through, you know I had to I had to take math classes I had to take science classes right and I had to do all those things where maybe you didn't realize what your end result was going to be but all of those little things were very helpful and then, because you're immersed in the Rollins community, even though maybe I wasn't, you know, part of a club or doing this, there was always events. So we were always at a sports, you know, match or game we were, you know, he'd walk by and the swim team was swimming and stop for a minute and, you know, cheer him on. Or, you know, you'd hear that the first musical was going to go on at Annie Russell and I'd take Amy to the, to the theater. And, you know, you would do all these different things and, and it, it showed it showed me how important it was which was a value in my family my dad is a chef and and mom we did a lot of things around the holidays and things like that for people that couldn't do it for themselves and i think that that spirit kind of just emanates throughout rollins it's it's just a, a place that wants to bring people in
0: yeah and that probably is is the, is the answer in the translation for your community involvement Yeah, right? just I being so. part of a community
1: yeah well i think i think it's a responsibility right i yeah. mean the more the more you uh the more you get out of life from the things that you've been given i think and you know i know amy is you know thinks this my wife the same way and our family and everything else the more you you owe it to your community to try to be as you know a big a part of it as you can and help it as much as you can yeah you know
0: should have gotten her on the show with you and that's my mistake <laughs> we'll, we'll get her another time uh, tell her i owe her one <laughs> Um, go macro a little bit on Rollins, right? The show is called Rollins Around Town. You know, some people ask, why, why, why are you doing the show? And, you know, I, but deep down, it's about making sure people understand how great Rollins is and how much Rollins contributes to the greatness of our community by people like you. Yeah. So, um, what role do you see Rollins playing in our community and in our, you know, in the broader Central Florida region? And really, the, the other way to a- ask it is, what would our community be like without Rollins College?
1: You know, it'd be very different, right? It'd be very different. I think, I think a healthy university inside of a vibrant community is maybe the best mm-hmm. thing you can have in this country, right? Um, you know, and I think we have that here in in many many ways. And I think, I think that that leadership. Needs to be taken very seriously. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's literally in the center of our community. Yeah. You totally. know, it's like the crown jewel. I mean, you pass it every day no matter which way you're going pretty <laughs> right. much, right? Right. If you're around town and, you know, I, I travel a lot for business. You know, I probably put, you know, seventy-five to 100,000 miles of, of flight time to see our, our clients and, and, you know, people that, that help our business, asset managers and whatnot all over. And everybody knows Rollins, Right. right? And, and I think with Winter Park being as dynamic and, and welcoming a community as it is, and then having Rollins as the centerpiece of that in many ways, I, I think promotes it. I, I don't think we realize being here most of the time how much people know and understand what a what a really cool community Winter park is yeah and 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 part of that is Rollins I mean I just was you know going to my car yesterday and some new neighbors walked by and they came in uh, from California and um you know they were here a, a child of theirs had moved to town to to get a job and they were just like i I can't believe how great the downtown is I can't believe how cool Rollins is and you know what's going on and and they were coming from a pretty neat community that everybody would know in in California and they were mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I've ever been around something like this and we've only been here however long they've been here four or five months right and it's just that's very uh, cool. i think rollins has a bigger reputation and winter park and hole has a bigger reputation nationally than we think
0: yeah i think that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a really good point y- you know you you've seen it for years what's the what's your snap your fingers make it happen wish for rollins college and if it's different for rollins baseball what what would it be for 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 both of those well i
1: think i think look you know, you always go back to the glory days of, <laughs> of these named universities rolling through, you know, Alphonse Stadium over there and Harper Shepherd's Field. And <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd love to see that. I don't think that diminishes from the quality of what's going on over there right now. You know, I think Coach Shogren's done an amazing job with the team. The players are outstanding. Yeah. Um, they seem to be – I haven't spent as much time around them as I'd like, but they seem to be outstanding young men as they well. Are. And um, so, you know, you'd love to see us have a Division One program at some point someday. I think, I think that would be pretty neat. Yeah. Um, you know, my hope is for the university, you know, for the college, that you continue to really think about, you know, what the world is going to be like you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road and constantly be preparing, you know, our, our students for that, Yeah. you know, and I, I think um, the world's an ever-changing place, right, and and I think you've got to be really thoughtful about what skills um, you want your students to be leaving school with, and then, you know, probably have a, a method for them to continue to enhance those skills over time. We've done a great job with Crummer, and you know, there's a lot of online things that some universities do and others don't do as much of, but I think that that kind of never-ending learning theme is, I think, really important.
0: Yeah. Well, there is so much going on here, and I would encourage people to check out Rollins.edu and Um Anything else you want to share or talk about? Uh, anything? I mean, I, I, I do want to, I don't know what the exact rules are. I know there are some that make it tough, but just People want to learn more about the Jones Connolly Pollitt group within the Rockefeller global family office. Just Google that and check them out.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting story. Um, you know, I encourage people to do that. I think that's great. And um, just really, thanks. Thanks for, for having me on. It's, you know, we don't get to see each other as much as as much as we like. And, right. And, uh, you know, we were we were, you know, bumming around campus together years and years ago. I won't say which one of us was here first. It's clear.
0: You've made that clear <laughs> that I'm older. So that's, that's just for the record. <laughs> but but uh,
1: but no, this is this has been great. And always and being able to connect back with Rollins is always a, always a treat.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks. You you, you continue to 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 do uh, great uh, personally. Professionally and uh, within the Rollins world. So, thanks for all you do to continuing to support your alma mater. Uh, give our best to Amy and tell her she's uh, she's coming here soon and uh, want to hear her story, see how it matches with yours. I wish
1: you all the luck in the world in getting <laughs> her on the radio. That's
0: <laughs> your job to tell her this wasn't so, uh, this wasn't so no, this bad. this was easy. This was easy. Uh, Sean Connolly, uh, uh, private advisor and managing director with the Jones Connolly Pollock Group within the Rockefeller global family office. Thanks so much for uh, being with us today on Rollins Around Town. Thanks to Madison, as always, for keeping us going and on air and online. Follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, uh, we thank Sean and uh, we wish you a great day. Thanks.